Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of Broadway Breakdown. As always, I am Matt Koplick. And as sometimes, I am John Wascavage. Um, so sorry, we've been MIA recently, guys. I mean, honestly, we uh, <laughs> the news of... Uh... Jesus Christ, I already forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> it's early, guys. It's early. We, we're doing this at an early hour today. We're also... The last episode was done so late at night. This is done so early. <laughs> so early. We also... This is, this is the first time since... Uh, the summer where we are recording many many miles away like we're we're yeah. back we're back to a long distance relationship and you know like i just have a lot of feelings and i feel like you're not there for me anymore matt i'm sorry i personally enjoy the distance i think it's a perfect relationship enter bells are ringing song right now it's a perfect relationship relationship great yeah like, <laughs> i don't have to do my hair anymore for you i don't have to brush my fucking teeth like i'm thrilled right meanwhile now. here i am in full beat teeth glistening hair and a poofy bouffant no i'm i literally just topped out of the shower and i look like a wet lasso opso so um <laughs> well you you showered so you beat me there woo i did it woo uh, so, John, if you could please explain. why are, I was away last week, but you're away this week. Where are you this week? I am in Pittsburgh, also known as the Steel City, home of the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I am... You had me at the beginning there, and then you <laughs> lost me. Those are what we call in the business sports teams, or as I call them, uh, muscular men on TV that I am sometimes forced to watch on holidays, but I find my own fun mm. in that. Yeah, no, I... I am out in Pittsburgh right now working at uh, Pittsburgh CLO doing a, a workshop for a few weeks of um, this really awesome new musical that I am super excited about um, called Up and Away. It's a story about two... It's like supposed to be like the origin story of the world's first superhero, like before Superman, before Batman. And he is like... It's basically a story of two brothers. They're both kind of country bumpkins. One is, like, young and strapping, and the other is not. Guess which one I am. <laughs> and, hint, 
I'm the not. Um, and I was gonna uh, say you're the Lois Lane type character, the one who gets rescued from the burning building. No, I wish there is there is uh-huh. um there's like a sassy female character, but um basically like the two brothers end up developing superpowers through like a series of mishaps when they like end up in the big city and. Um, one ends up being the supervillain, and one ends up being the superhero. And there's a love triangle between this girl who's a reporter, and um, it's really funny because like all the villains and everyone else is played by two other actors, and so it has like some like aspects of Thirty Nine Steps, and like it's a legit workshop, which is really fun. Like the first week was mm-hmm. a reading, and then yesterday we actually staged a number of like chaos in the city. We're actually just for the sake of that number, I'm playing multiple characters, which may include a blind nun, a disgruntled housewife. And um, a bride whose wedding just uh, got blown up. So I mean, that <clears throat> casting is so on the nose for you that it like it, scares me a bit. It really is. Like every character they they had been assigning me, like th- there was just no. D- uh, our our director and our writing team for this is not only a literal dream. Like I've never worked with writers who work so quickly and so efficiently. And our director has such like a clear vision but is so open to like we all like we just play it was literally just like playing um and but every time she was like talking about the character she was like yeah she's like she she, she was just calling me she the whole rehearsal yesterday and i was like this feels right <laughs> yeah this, she 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 gets it <laughs> um she does get it she really does so so that's why i'm i've broken up our relationship or of, of sitting in um sitting in your den sitting Um, in my den it's it's so yeah we're a little on the rocks right now rather than drinking on the rocks we are on the rocks um you were well you were away i believe for some weddings yes um mine yeah my away was not nearly as professional as yours i when a friend of mine got married it's a beautiful upstate wedding i was however the only gay male there so that was an interesting dynamic um well that you know of yeah yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know who was living a lie that mm. day, but as far as I know, everyone there had identified as either a straight male, a straight female. I think there was like one or two gay females, but I was the only gay male. Uh, oh. I was also the only male that wore pink, so... Well, good on you. I, I love you. I've recently gotten to wearing pink a lot more this year because I'm like... Fuck the man, like, fuck trying to get us down with your cisgendered heteronormative bullshit. Fuck you, Trump. Um, exactly. Not that, that I have... That's what. That's why I did it, really. I was in middle of nowhere, New York, upstate, to say fuck you to Trump with my yeah. pink dress shirt. I mean, that's literally all I do. So, all this is to say, uh, we didn't have, like, a set agenda today. We just, we, I personally was like, I missed the sound of your sultry tones, John, so I just wanted to record for the sake of recording and see what happened. Yeah, totally. And I missed the sounds of my voice as well, and so I also Mm -hmm. wanted to (laughs) record. No, I I do feel bad, because I, we were supposed to record last week, and I just, um, I had to, I had to nip it in the butt. I, I, I texted mm. Matt and he was so sweet. And so I'm sorry. I'm sorry, fans. Speaking of nipping it in the butt. Oh, no. There's so <laughs> no. many ways this can go. I mean, do we want to talk about the 
now pink elephant in the room used to be glass closet now it's pink elephant yeah, um, you know what? Let's just rip into it. Like, sure. There. Okay. So John and I actually, you were when we were planning this podcast. Fun disclosure: we originally were going to have like a little mini section in episodes that we haven't done yet, uh, called uh, Kevin Spacey Closet Watch, and it was literally just going to be like we would break the conversation for a second and be like, Kevin Spacey Closet Watch. Does he come out today? And then you would hear, like, a door creak and then shut close and 5,000 locks get turned Mm -hmm. and know that he was not going to come out. Uh, And nobody, nobody's sexuality necessarily has to be out in the open. You know, it's it's up to you. It's all a personal choice of how you want to be, uh, you know, out in the world. And that's super understandable. Of course. Kevin Spacey is, in my opinion was anyway a very specific case of an actor who made a choice to be in the closet for a very long time at a time in Hollywood that was not really acceptable if you wanted to have a career mm-hmm. uh, but then got to a point where he he was out but he just wasn't going to publicly acknowledge it and it's one th- again it's one thing to just sort of say like you know my business is my business but he made would often make pointed remarks in interviews like joking about oh everyone thinks i'm gay ha 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 isn't that hysterical i'm like clearly not or he he uh he would would if you don't mind me interjecting because this this is this is something i'm i'm very uh, i i've been passionate about for for a while now um it's not in that he would just like skirt around the topic if you actually read a lot of the old interviews or if you dig a little deeper not even that old if you if you go into these um into these moments of when people would try to bring up his sexuality, he would not only, like, make light of it at times, but sometimes he would really actively deny it and kind of, like... He he would almost put down the gay community in the sense of uh, it's, yeah. it's it's ridiculous it's 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 so stupid that people think it's, this it, it, yeah like i'm i am not i am not that i could never be that it, it was it was so it was such an active denial um which really led me to a lot of i, I had a lot of issues with him hosting the tonys this year and i, I made a few jokes about Same. it and then, and then i wrote a post actually on social media about it and people started going really up in arms and actually started attacking me because my, my post was about the fact that <clears throat> we live in a political climate right now where well let's call it as it is there are fucking nazis running the streets and they don't get yeah. they don't get condemned but um our 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 leader quote unquote is so quick to condemn the goodness in this world and it, 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 it's things are topsy turvy we're living in the upside down thank you stranger things um and so well, here we have the tony award or here we had the tony awards the the night that the theater community opens itself to tv it's the night that it goes hey hey hollywood hey rest of the world this is what the theater community is about. This is where the little kids in Kansas who live in the Bible Belt, who know that they're different, who know that they're gay, can watch the magic of theater, can watch out and open and proud and beautiful acts of bravery from artists in the theater community who are not afraid to speak out loud and say, you know, I remember being a kid and watching two, the, the first I the first gay couple I ever actually watched kiss in real life on TV was uh, on the Tony Awards. And it, it took me aback. I, I, I was I was shaken in the best way I, because it, I, 
it, it wasn't on TV. I knew it was an actor's. I, I, I saw two gay men really kiss for the first time and because they were celebrating. And, and I, I was so angry. I was so angry that they chose not only a closeted gay man, but a man who was so actively denied his sexuality and basically put it down and made a sham and made a joke of it for years. To do that in the current political climate when we should when we should literally be walking around with rainbow flags tattooed on our faces to go, hey, no, fuck you. Like, you cannot bring us back into the closet. You cannot take, you cannot take us a step back. I, I was really angry about it, and I don't get angry a lot. I try not to get political a lot mm. online, but I, I think I, I've been very actively anti-Kevin Spacey <laughs> for a while now. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, I, and I hear you, because I, I, I do agree, and... As you said, it's he's actually he. There have been so many years where he actively denied it. There were even there are even instances reported where he would like drop out of projects or certain interviews based on who else was going to be working or being interviewed that day as well. Yes, literally because of their sexuality. Like he does he for so long he never wanted to be associated with homosexuality. And in fact, in the opening number of the Tony Awards, he made a joke about you know people thinking he was in the closet, and yes. it was so fucking bullshit. I know I was and I was again mad. like. Yeah, and as you said, in this in this day and age right now where everything is so, as you said, topsy-turvy, we need as many allies as we can get. And for Kevin Spacey to not be an ally for so long, it's and again, it's an one thing to say, you know... Quote-unquote own... Well, now quote-unquote own community. Quote, his own community, yeah. Fuck you yeah. for coming out like, now. And Jesus. Sorry. Ex- well, so that's the other thing. It's, it, it's not only the fact that he... He didn't come out for so long, and again, it wasn't even about private life, private life, private life. He like just distanced himself from it, and mm-hmm. you know there. I mean, we have there are there are such a, there are such a thing as straight allies in the gay community as well. Yeah. There are yeah. millions of them, like millions, yeah, like half of my friends. So he could have you know just kept his respective private life and still been an ally. He chose not to be, and it's now when his back was against the wall that he made the moment to come out. Two ways that upset me. One is that. Uh, you know, he hadn't been an ally for decades and now he's pretending that he is. Right. And then also only doing it to skirt the headline, which was that he was being accused of sexual assault, which is another thing that has been an open secret in the theater community for decades. Yes. I never had heard any reports of him with, with underage boys, but it is an open secret that Kevin Spacey likes his gentleman to be under the age of 30 mm-hmm. and, you know, relatively twinkish looking uh i'm surprised that he hasn't come after this podcast yet because john is not going to be under 30 for much longer you know we're i'm we're really like prime demographic for spacey time yeah honestly well (laughs) gosh i understand i understand that he I, i as a person with a certain amount of empathy I look at the situation and I try to understand. Maybe that's a better way to phrase it. I try to understand Mm -hmm. how his thought process was in this situation of like, all right, well, here's this really awful situation. I'm going to, I'm going to now use it to come out and hopefully that will um, maybe quell some of the anger, but no, Mm -hmm. no, no girl. Uh, Give like, give me your hand. I'm a slap it because yeah. that is that. <laughs> no, it's it's fucking bullshit. And it's real, real quick life lesson: sexual preference is different from sexual assault. Thank you. Life yes. lesson ended. Yes. Um, 
I know, it's it, I know, it's just fucking in, it's infuriating. It's, yeah, it's just it's yeah. Uh, he also he also used the word choose in his yes yes in uh, yes, his did. coming out, which I was which infuriated me as well. Yeah, if I if I was a human who owned things like glasses or plates, I would have smashed them all this week um, because mm-hmm. there were so many things about it that are just wrong and awful and. Uh, and and the other thing too that uh, was brought up to me by a friend was, it really brings up this. We've talked multiple times about social media and how it changes things. I mean, it changed the course of Great Comet because of a social media mm-hmm. uproar that it was a wildfire that spread like crazy over something that was misinformation. Um, mm-hmm. There's this trend a, a, fr- um, a friend of mine brought up that. They uh, he 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 made this quote unquote apology to Anthony Rapp, being like, "Oh, I'm so sorry," but no, he didn't. On the, what makes it even worse, he was like, "I have no <gasps> yes. recollection mm-hmm. of this," but it basically sounds like me, and it's because I'm actually gay. It's like, n- mm-hmm. "Fuck you!" Oh my god. Well, he oh, he almost did that um, thing too of like victim blaming too of like. I don't really remember this. Like, well, everything that he says ooh, I ooh, did, girl. like, like uh, he, he said that I did that. I don't think, I don't know if I did. Um, who, girl, who you want to talk victim blaming. So, 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 when I'm feeling blue, I, I like to go to a little comedy website and just sort of read the posts. Uh, this comedy website is called Broadway World. <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's um jokes about haven't posted on this thing for fucking years just because the thing is so stupid. Yeah. Uh usually I go on it to like read people's stupid comments when they post like Broadway grosses and people go like, Oh, you know, bandstand, you know, won't be in danger of closing. It has one set. It must be super cheap to run. I'm like, you obviously don't know how Broadway works in terms of finances. Right. But like they don't rent you for the set and that's your only thing. But the Anthony Rapp Kevin Spacey thing was mind boggling to read. The oh, number gosh. of people who victim blamed Anthony Rapp and then went on to try to discredit him because they're like, I met Anthony Rapp three years ago at a bar in San Francisco and he was weird and very sexual. And people, and it's like, ex- like, excuse me? That doesn't discredit what he's saying right now. Maybe he is weird and sexual. That is his person that he has become. He also like, could, that is, that he, also, is, he also could have some like, you know, some issues dealing with sexual yeah. fi- like wants and needs Being and urges se- because oh wait, he was a he was sexually assaulted. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but it, like the pe- like you would you would imagine of all places, the Broadway fan community, people would say what a terrible story. Oh my god, you know, what can we do to make this better? The people who were going, where were, where was his mother? People who were going, like, let's drag his mother through the mud. And then other yeah. people being like, you can't. She's dead. <laughs> it's fucking... It was awful. And, oh, my God. Like, literally, people were just like... I like I met Anthony Rapp at the stage door at Rent in 1998, and he was mean, so I don't believe him. It's like, mm. are you fucking kidding me? Awful. People can be really stupid and awful. They can be. Um, let, let me backtrack for one second, because what I did just say, I do yeah. just want to be clear. I'm not saying that... Um, anyone who, if he was 
either sexually awkward to other people in the in the in the past that also that like gives anyone an excuse i i i don't think like continuing a a chain of sexual assault or awkwardness is i i just don't want to make i want to make this that disclaimer too that like i what i just said wasn't like well if he was sexually assaulted of course he's going to be weird and he deserves to be sexually awkward towards people that's not what i was saying no um, disclaimer no. disclaimer disclaimer yes because no i'll but i i'll i also hate when people say you sexual is like a negative term because of things like this people assume sexual means sexually aggressive it's like yes. i don't want to go back to that time where any sexual thoughts you had made you feel guilty and dirty like that is right. that is a very separate thing yeah. it's the it's the not having con- uh consent that makes it mm-hmm. awful um and a violation so uh let's wrap this part up uh yes. what do you what do you, why don't you do you have any closing not arguments. I'm not, you're not a council member. No, but, uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a council statements. member. I, it's just. Um, I, I don't know if I have any closing statements. It's just my mind. My mind was boggled and blown, and I was very upset and had a lot of emotions about this. Um, I, 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 I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have any anything closing to say other than just like. <laughs> I, I. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I think if for any, everyone, anyone in John's life who is listening, remember pedophilia and homosexuality are two very separate things. Two separate things. I, I think it's just, I think it's just, as all these things happen, as everything happens in life, it just goes down to the fact of like, when, when you try to like hide things or when you try to mm-hmm. when like put things under the wrap, it's just, honesty is the best policy, you guys. Like if you make, yeah. if you make a mistake you have to pay the piper if you yeah it's i don't know i have i have nothing to say i'm frustrated i haven't had enough coffee and i'm hungry and six kevin six one half a dozen of the other i'm angry today i'm sorry i have a lot of i have a lot of emotions well to be fair we brought up a very angry subject so yeah no it's an angry morning billy i beg to differ with you how do you mean you're the top yeah you're an arrow color speaking of angry gays yeah uh i'm queen of transitions today yesterday they announced that ryan murphy uh like the gay emperor of hollywood is producing a broadway revival Uh, actually it'll be the first time it's been on broadway ever of the 1960s play the boys in the band uh so john you said you don't really know much about the work itself about boys in the band i do not know much about boys in the band um okay i know in sync i know backstreet boys (laughs) Um, but not so, a lot very of similar. Yeah, you, you you could do a production of this play and just like just substitute all of the characters for NSYNC members. It would probably work. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I'll, um, so I'll, I'll give a little bit of context uh, just because. Please, that, the, that'll help me. Uh, on this podcast, I have definitely become like the theater historian. You uh, are, and I'm Dunice. Like I'm, and I'm <laughs> Dunice. Like I'm just, I'm, here, I'm here for the bullshit, kids. <laughs> no, you're, you're here for the sound bites. Everybody comes to hear your sound bites, and then they learn from me. Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm the, I'm the Sasha Valor. You're the Shea Coulee. I, I don't know even if that. I might be the Shangela. I'm, I'm so far off. I don't... Well, I mean, okay, Shangela then too. Like you, or, the, or like you're the Trinity Taylor. Like you give the sound bites, and <gasps> oh. I like sit here and talk about queer history. I'll take um, that. So, Boys in the Band was a play in the 1960s by a man named Mark Crowley, 
who didn't really do much writing after that. That was like sort of his one big thing. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the first major works to center specifically on homosexuality and deal with homosexual characters like at the forefront. And not only that, to be hugely successful. Uh, Mm. It was an off-Broadway play. It ran for a very long time. They turned it into a movie. uh, And it hasn't really been done since, like not in any super major way, mostly because immediately after the play came out, uh, like the play came out in 68 in 69 the stonewall riots came out or came hmm. out the stonewall riots happened it was a thing oh. it wasn't a movie it happened believe it or not um i know that and i wasn't knowing about that not i mean not everybody knows that so that's why you got to choose your wordings carefully uh but yeah because of that the stance on homosexuality changed to the majority of the community going we are no longer vip- victims we are in control of our life and who we are and how the world sees us and boys in the band uh is a play it's sort of like a gayer who's afraid of virginia wolf if that Mm. makes sense it's it it's a it takes place at a birthday party on an upper east side apartment Mm -hmm. it's all gays uh it's one gay's birthday and uh his like frenemy throws him this birthday party with a bunch of their friends booze is drunk pot is smoked and everybody gets super super vicious it's yeah, it, a lot of people complain that it's like a very narcissistic view of homosexuality, that it portrays us only as cynical and you know, self-deprecating and self-hating. And like, yeah, like all the characters in The Boys in the Band are not necessarily good people. But I would also argue that it's an important piece of our culture. And yeah. without it, it would not have paved the way for a lot more other uh gay works and I was, I was reading a little bit about it last night and i um i didn't know that there was a movie and so i actually was thinking i was like oh i would be really interested in watching this before i before i hopefully see the broadway production yeah the movie the movie's pretty much the play like it's pretty much just the play on screen it's the entire original cast william friedkin who did the exorcist directed it oh and oh. yeah so like a lot of interesting close-ups satan lot of interesting... and gays go one in the same <laughs> i mean really like it's all the same umbrella really yeah uh, it's yeah it's like if the exorcist and who's afraid of virginia Woolf had a baby it would be the movie the boys in the it's band like, it's like oh honey the power of dick compels me oh honey <laughs> But so I'm very interested to see this production, to see sort of how it works with what is essentially a really fantastic group of actors who are also out and proud gay men, which I'm obsessed with, directed by Joe Mantello, who is still like one of the most brilliant play directors out there. Yes. Um, Question. Yeah. Yes. Question. Are they all white? Uh, The actors or the characters? The actors. The, no, not all of okay. them. Okay, the cause... four that made the headlines are white. Yes, but yes, because play. Sorry, the play has one African American character, and it's a very important okay. part of his of who he is and who the ensemble is. Great, that was I another was thing. Sure, I'm probably I was not sure like, of that. Yeah, because because the one thing yeah. I did notice I was like white man, white man, yeah. white man. I, like I just on the pictures, I was like Alana so Glazer. many white men. I know. Yes, white um, man. To yeah, to be fair. The play, like the play, is very much a period piece, and you, it, certain characters, it not to. I'm not trying to make this sound like I'm for like all way casting or whatever, but the way that the play is written, 
the character uh, one character is specifically written to be african-american and it's a part of the dynamic of the group that he's sure. like the token black friend no that makes so, sense. that makes sense to me yeah yeah <laughs> What's so fucking funny? Life. Life's a goddamn laugh riot. You remember life. You're stoned. Happy birthday, Harold. You're stoned and you're late. You were supposed to arrive at this location at approximately 8.30-9 o'clock. What I am, Michael, is a 32-year-old ugly pockmarked Jew fairy. And if it takes me a while to pull myself together, and if I smoke a little grass before I get up the nerve to show my face to the world, it's nobody's goddamn business but my own. And how are you this evening? This is going to be gays just uh, bursting out into, like, spontaneously combusting. Oh, my God. Even Girl, more I, so. I, <laughs> even more so. I, I heard an audio of one song of Mean Girls last night on Tumblr, and already my, like, little heart... It wait, was a flutter. Wait, 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 wait. Off the record, while being on the record, send it to me. Like I, I need. To I'll, hear I'll it. send you the link. Yeah. I don't know if it's still up or not. There, someone posted well, you three rip songs it. from That's the first preview. You always rip it. You always rip it. It's, no. Okay, just, I'll, just I gotta kidding. Out how I actually have never seen don't. a bootleg in my life. What? Who? What? I, I don't no. support. Who's that. A, who? What? Where? When? Why? It's fine. I like if the producers are worried i am i'm going to pay money to see the show i'm not like this is not losing any kind of business yeah uh three songs were posted i only listened to two of them and i looked at and i read some reviews of the show from the first preview which like you know Mm -hmm. we can claim oh it's not a finished product yet all we want like that it's just part part of the course and the whole reason why they're out of town is to get this kind of feedback so like Totally. Whatever. One of the critiques I had read was that the score was not particularly strong. People were uh, complaining that the songs mostly served their purpose, but they weren't particularly memorable mm. or uh, you know well well paced or structured. And well, it's, the it's two her songs husband, I did, correct? Yeah, Jeff Richmond, who yeah. did all the music for Thirty Rock and yes. Kimmy Schmidt, and I I think the music in, on those shows work exceptionally well right uh, but, this but is it's first... different than a musical <laughs> yes it is his first musical theater score that said uh the two songs i did hear granted this is two out of like 20 songs the two songs i did hear i really enjoyed um oh, nice. one was the introductions of the plastics which <gasps> apparently is part of a large so there's a big number towards the beginning of the show where they introduce all the clicks at the cafeteria mm-hmm. and sort of like a pocket song within that song is the plastics introducing themselves. But then the other one I heard was Janice's like big fuck you song in act two when they're oh, cool. uh, when after the fight has happened and they're all doing the trust fall thing. Janice's speech essentially has been turned into a song which Amazing. Barry Wilbert Weed just fucking annihilates. She, of course. Her, I, I love that girl's voice. It's one too. of those voices that, like, I compare it sort of to Patti Lapone and Evita when I heard her in Heather's, where it's like the kind of low, alto-y, gravelly voice where you're like, oh, mm-hmm. she can't sing above a B, that's fine. And then she pops to an E clear as day, and you, like, yeah. warm out of your seat. You're like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. So, like, it's a, it's musically, I thought it was very interesting. The lyrics were fine. Um, I don't know. I, if that's indicative of what the rest of the score is like, I think we're in good hands if some sure. of the other songs maybe not, are not as up to par grab steven or remus have him just sort of right you know revocalize it have him work the kinky boots magic that he did get your music um, supervisor get the yeah like yeah exactly like there 
there to be clear even though this is jeff richmond's first broadway score there are some people who who wrote their first broadway scores that if it weren't for the musical arranger would not be what they are mm-hmm. um, oh like yeah. it's yeah like it's an open secret that glenn kelly essentially wrote the score for the producers like mel brooks yeah. would sing into a into yes. a tape recorder and then glenn kelly's like great let me turn this into broadway yes and Stephen remus basically did the same thing for kinky boots yeah um so like if that's an issue grab one of them guys yeah. they will actually i think glenn kelly is actually working on mean girls oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah but so that that said my little gay heart was all a flutter listening to it it was lovely get your ass in gear make this whole town disappear okay okay So last bit of news, we had another casting announcement this week, John. Why don't you take over for this one? Because I feel like your your thoughts are going to be a little more well-shaped than mine. I'm still kind of processing. I'm actually still processing as well. Um, because I, I'm a little unclear as to what exactly the live action means. But um, I, I guess I'll just start this way. Like, um, uh, from the day we arrive on this planet... Um, um so it seems beyonce's gonna be in the lion king donald glover um yeah no the the casting announcement for the live action remake of the lion king came out with some huge names that i was not expecting um no 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 and I think the from what I've seen, everyone seems pretty shooketh about it, but in a great way. Like I, I don't know. Like I, um, I, I really liked Beyonce in the Dreamgirls movie. Like mm-hmm. I know that she got she gets a lot of flack for her acting, but I actually really enjoyed her in that. Um, I, I. I think it's gonna be really cool. I just am unclear. So like, it's a live action remake. Does that? Is it is it CGI? Like I'm confused. Yeah, appar- I mean, I didn't see the Jungle Book book remake. Apparently, it's very similar to that, and apparently, it actually worked very well in that. But the, but there um, are humans in the Jungle Book, so like I get that. But like this is this is like so this is yeah this is this is it's all, all just the lions and the. I I think it's so unclear. Honestly, very unclear. Apparently, it's they're doing like a combination of different things. They are. Filming the actors with like motion sensors, like they did with Polar Express. Sure, they are also yes. filming real animals and then also <laughs> CGIing those animals as well. So it's sort of like going to be a cross of all three together. Um, gotcha. Interesting. So explain explain to me more about your your rationale of, of Beyonce and Dreamgirls. I would like to hear more on this. I didn't, I was very uh, I think I mentioned this multiple times but until this summer I had never seen a production of Dreamgirls and so Dreamgirls was always a show that I did not know much about um, mm. so I, I did not have any preconceived notion the movie I guess was the first time I've really seen it and um, I don't know I, I, honestly it's been years since I saw the movie and I was much much younger then but I remember really enjoying her in it I remember thinking that for a movie and for that character that she uh she i remember thinking she did well i don't know maybe maybe if i watched it now yeah i don't think she was bad in it i mean she was beautiful in it first of all like yeah they're like there are certain movies where i'm just like wow this is like the most beautiful this woman could ever possibly look um beyonce of course has proven me up otherwise and has continued to be goddess like 
afterwards. But yeah, but like even in that movie, I was like, "Fuck me." Um, yeah. Did you did, have you ever listened to the concert version of Dreamgirls, the one with like Lilius White and Audra? I've heard bits and pieces of it, um, but I'm um, not super familiar with it. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a it's rough Heather recording. Headley too, right? Yeah, it's Heather Headley who is not vocally well. She's no. yeah, like apparently like they they went back and re-recorded certain songs uh, to make it a little clearer recording, but. Heather Headley is like doing this weird kind of like whistle tone when she should be belting from time to time. It's like not great. Um, But it gives you a better indication of of what the score is and what the show is. Mm -hmm. And I will say like the movie, I did love it when it came out, but I tend to love every movie musical when it first comes out. Like I just, I'm always so wrapped up in the fact that we have one each year. Yeah. That like, I just get, yeah, I I have to see, all of them twice because the first time i'm always like yes and then the second time i'm like okay (laughs) yeah like literally i cannot i the difference when i saw rent and nine twice in theaters both times the first time i was like oh my god we're living in a golden age and then the second time i was like fuck (laughs) um yeah i was like oh i liked this uh the second second time i saw dream girls i watched it and i was like okay like there's definitely some good stuff to it i think the first like 25 minutes of that movie is some brilliant filmmaking. Yes. Uh, they they should have kept more of the recitative. They were super afraid to make it like an actual musical. Mm. They cut out so much of the like in person singing. So when they when they got to family, when they got to, I remember when Jennifer Preston started singing, "What about what I need?" Everyone in the theater just erupted in laughter because it was the it first was jarring. time they like, established. Yeah, it was the first time they established that that's what they were doing. Um. So that was troublesome, and no, through no fault of Beyonce, they took away a lot of Dina's gumption because in the show she is very much she grows up to very much be a diva. Like mm-hmm. she starts off very like plucky, and she of the three dreams, she's like the one who's the most gung ho about you know getting work and like being there on time at the Apollo, and like she wants them to be stars. And then she goes from there to the like this glamorous Amazon woman. And I thought that Beyonce kind of, like, did okay with both, but not fully inhabiting either at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but, like, it's that. also tricky because, like, Dina doesn't really get a chance to vocally shine. Part of the problem is that – part of the drama in the show, and I will say that Beyonce has now kind of – she has forever painted that role to be sung by, like, pop – or wannabe pop divas who now kind of oversing Dina because the whole – dramatic tension is that Dina's not as good a singer as Effie. Right. So to watch the dreams become incredibly successful in act two is both fantastic to see and also disheartening because they're now making it with songs that are not as good with vocals that are not as good. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, we all can, uh, can sort of understand that when you see people succeed, not, I, you don't want to shit on anybody who, you know, makes it in this world, but to see people succeed with like less than, stellar work is yeah i mean that's disheartening I, I, okay I, I i get that 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 all makes a lot of sense to me i i don't know i i also let, let's i have never seen the lion king musical and so i don't know if this is going to be much more of the musical is is that a thing that's being talked about i don't know i honestly don't know yeah uh, me neither they, they've been kind of weird and hush hush about that so i don't um because because nala in the movie doesn't really do that much. She's no, kinda, she's very passive. She's, she's, um, she's pretty, yeah. So I mean, 
Um, yeah, she helps him, like, find the fact that he's the king, but, um, yeah, so I, I, I'm very, I think it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm excited that Beyonce's in it. I'm way more excited, actually, for the bit role characters. I also really enjoy Donald Glover a lot, so I think he's a great choice for that. Um. Oh, yeah. I, uh, although, like, wouldn't be my first choice. I don't look at him and think of, like, Regal King. I think of him as being hysterical, and I know that he has a lot of heart, too, but I think that's a great thing. I am so excited about Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen. I And I am so excited about, um, I believe it's Eric Andre and, uh, not Jordan Peele was it? It was Keegan Michael Key. And yeah, and yeah, they're they're hyenas. They're playing a they're hyenas. hyenas, and I think there's a, a female who's the, who's a hyena, they're, but I, I I'm not familiar yeah, with that actress. I don't I don't know who she is. Um, uh, John Oliver also is Zazu. Yes, fun. so fun, yes. so fun. Uh, as as an, as yeah. another like, yeah, that's I I I, I think I and I, I mean, how could we not? bow down to the greatness again like who who could play Mufasa in a movie other than Sir James James Earl Jones oh, no Earl it's Jones like James Earl Jones that's like James Earl Jones he no his voice is chocolate and butter and mm. cream mixed into one new that somehow became a nutritious smoothie oh, uh yeah. Yeah. it's it's great Here, my I will say I am only concerned with it only because I thought that the Beauty and the Beast live action remake was a piece of flaming hot garbage. Oh no, uh, really? I loved it. Uh. Oh, I fucking hated it. I I saw it on a date and it wasn't even my choice. The guy I was going on the date with wanted to see it. And I was texting uh, nice. my friend our, uh, I was texting our friend Mike about it during the movie. And he's like, if your date likes it, you should like it too. Like, you gotta, you know, be a good person. Mike. And I tried for like 15 seconds. He was like, I thought that was magical. And I was like, it was garbage. Oh, no. Um, I, oh, oh my I, God. I oh, detested I really liked it. it. I, I really liked it. I, I mean, maybe it's just because I went to the New York premiere and Bernadette Peters was sitting <sighs> a row in front of me. I'm not kidding. Um, no. And we also, have that on audio. On audio, well, let's put that back on audio replay. I think that was in uh, <laughs> with Natalie Walker, white men writing feminist musicals, perhaps. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Bernadette Peters sat in front of me, so I loved. I mean, I I loved the movie. Was it perfect? No. Did did it take me a long while to warm up to um to Emma as Belle? Yes, but I don't know. I really loved it. I'm just, I just okay. I. Uh, I didn't I honestly I'm trying to think of like things that I did like about it uh I, w- I was very offended when they would rewrite lyrics to the songs that were already there like when they rewrote the lyrics to Gaston I was like like no fucking need yeah um, and it was a, it was a I like I get that the original is not perfect but I will say for an 80 minute animated movie the amount of like plot and song and intelligence they can cram into it is astounding. It's um, true. Yeah, like there, like there are, I wouldn't say plot holes, but things left unexplained in the original. That the, again, yes, is because it's eighty minutes. Um, so I understand, like, if you want to kind of like patch over a couple of those things, but some like I, a friend of mine described it as like taking a really great one-liner and then turning it into an overkill monologue, <laughs> where 
it's like like less can sometimes be more and they just like over explain so much and mm. to the point where there are now new plot holes that they added and like making the enchantress the beggar woman of the town and like finding out that bell's mom died of the plague it i was like so fucking pissed um and i i hated the animation i thought everybody <gasps> i thought the beast looked terrible um i hated all the new songs let's be honest you don't like it because there's gays in it you heard it here Did- folks Matt Coplick is a homophobic. <laughs> I I went on a gay date and was homophobic about the movie. Yes, yeah. I I was I was enjoying the entire thing, and then for point zero two five seconds, saw LeFou dance with a man you on the saw right side of the screen. in action, and you were like, "Nope, that's I said, not." Stop putting your political agendas down my throat. Only one thing goes down there: Kevin Spacey. Good day, folks. I get it. It was funny. I appreciate the joke, but I appreciate your humor. Okay, I'm back. Okay, yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm done being super critical of the movie because I've just like I've shat on it from here to Kingdom Come, and it makes me feel like a total Scrooge. So, well, you should. go. Yeah, let's let's end this on a more positive note. So why don't you say your like a couple of lovely things about it, and then we'll end there. Well, I. I really enjoyed it in a lot of different ways. Um, I, I, yes, it created some more plot holes, but I enjoyed the other ones that it filled in. I, th- um, I thought it was beautifully shot. I thought a lot of the, uh, I, 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 like picture wise, it was so appealing to my eyes, and so I really enjoyed that. And it was just like for me, it was. I think as an adult. And someone now who is very involved in theater and it's my job and blah, 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 blah. Um, it's, it's sometimes hard to, to go into something um, and not be super aware of things like kind of like schmirky lyrics, like what you just mentioned in that song, new song they wrote for it. However, I love anything that for some reason when my nostalgia can just take over. And that's what happened with this. And so I'm sure... I just completely excuse things that in other shows I would be like, no, that was awful. I hated that. But I, I, <laughs> escapism, you know, if, if, if anything, if all the bullshit we've talked about today yeah, between that and I mean, everything, it was a, it was a tough week in New York. I mean, I, mm. I, all of a sudden I'm getting all these notifications. Like, are you okay? What's going on? You know, the, the with the, the awful, um, awfulness that happened with the, the, the van down in lower Manhattan this week. Theater is here to be in a, a, a part of it is to offer an escape from the awfulness. It's also to hold up a mirror, to, a mirror to society so we can look at ourselves and, you know, a la boys in the band, um, we can see what, uh, what issues there are in society, what, what problems there are, and we, we can hopefully learn from that and, and grow and make it better. But I, I loved it. I loved the nostalgia it offered. I loved the escape it offered. Um, I just thought it was beautiful. And I, you know, I wanted to be Belle my whole life. And I just pictured myself in those Tom shoes of hers walking around mm. France. <laughs> I did. Walking around France. <laughs> I loved her Toms. I was like, yes, Belle, get those Toms. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's why I really enjoyed it. So I am excited for for this Lion King remake with this cast being announced. Mm-hmm. Do do I understand what it really is? Is it the musical 
Are there lions? I don't know. All I know is I'm excited. As we've established today, I'm not here for the information. I'm not here to give you the information. I'm here to give you emotional outbursts and a lot of vocal fry on this yeah. on this morning. I, th- <laughs> I think, yeah, our, our rapport has become, I serve up the information, and then John spikes it with his with his opinions with my like i am here i have feelings too gay feelings you've also caught me at like the apex of the week because my therapy uh skype session is tonight so i've just had like all these emotions bubbling for a week and tonight i get to cry about them but now i just i have many feelings um many feelings all the tears um, so um, that, all that being said, whatever was just said, I'm so sorry. I feel like every time I go away to like, we lo- we have these plans of, of, of covering this and this and this and like guests, I throw a wrench into it. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry I throw a wrench, but I'll be back in the city next week. But for, then you're going to be gone again. For a week. I know, but we can, we, we got this guys. Don't worry. We're I know make it, this happen. I know it seems like I'm a mess. And I am, but Matt isn't. So, <laughs> so what's that? What's that Mean Girls line? Where it's like, I know it seems like I was, I'm a bitch, but that's only because I was acting like a bitch. That's only because I was like, acting like a bitch. Um, yeah. So, so thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, as always. Um, let us know. I'm, we're still trying to get our social media pres- presence out there. I love interacting with you guys. Tell your yeah. friends. Tell your moms. Tell your zotties. Um, yeah. Tell if you're if you're if you have that aunt or uncle that does equate homosexuality with pedophilia, send them our way. We'll, we'll send them my them way, right. and I they will yeah. they will learn mm-hmm. what a true if, homosexual uh, is. Yeah, if you know someone who loved the Beauty and the Beast remake, send them our way. John will make them feel good about themselves, and I will teach them why they're wrong. Exactly, brilliant. Well, Matthew, <laughs> who would you like us to play? Who would you like to play us out today? Yeah. Um. In the uh, vein of Emma Watson and auto-tuning, I would like to go the exact opposite route. Uh, I would like Barbara Streisand, please. <gasps> yes, 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 yes. We have, Babs, yes, play us we out, mother. Oh, I love that. Good choice. Um, yeah, right, I'm thinking. Bye, everybody. Bye. Oh, oh, okay. Oh no, okay. <laughs> Wait, what? what? Sorry, no, you, you said you were thinking. I was, I was, I was trying to think of what song I wanted to pick, but that's, that was my inner monologue becoming my outer monologue. That Great. wasn't meant for the, for the mic Great. shit. All right, that's totally fine. Well, let's just now do our goodbyes. Okay, well, okay, well, okay Bob's, play us out. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye, yeah. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor, and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 